Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, before we dive into this week's episode, I wanted to let you know about our Instagram and Twitter accounts. I would love for you to follow the show at on the rise double underscore pod. That's on the rise with two underscores pod. Type that into your phone and follow us right now. We'll share exciting news, behind the scenes info. Plus, you'll be able to connect faces to the voices that you're hearing. Okay, thanks and enjoy the show. Welcome to On the Rise, a podcast about female college tennis players on the way up. On the Rise serves compelling stories and unique voices in women's college tennis. This is your host, Perry Shinen. In this episode of On the Rise, I will be speaking with University of Virginia alum Rosie Johansson, who is an ITA All-American doubles player for the Cavaliers. Led by head coach Sarah O'Leary and assistant coach Gina Suarez-Malaguti, Rosie played on the first UBA doubles team to reach the semifinals of the NCAA championship in 2021. Hi, welcome to another episode of On the Rise podcast. This is your host, Perry, and I'm joined today by Rosie Johansson from University of Virginia Women's Tennis. Rosie, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me today. Of course. Thank you for having me. Of course. Well, I want to start off by congratulating you on recently graduating and getting a new job. Can you tell us about it? Yeah, uh, thank you. Yes, just graduated in May and now the administrative assistant for the chair of the pediatrics department here at UVA um, in the med school. Um, Yeah, just trying to gain some experience in higher leadership roles um, and seeing how big institutions kind of just do things. Um, But so far, it's been awesome. Really cool. And you're only three days in, correct? Yes. (laughs) Just starting out. Well, we all recent graduates are just starting out on our journey. So it's so exciting. And could you just take me back to Virginia and take me back to your experience on the team? How was that? Yeah, it was great. Um, Well, I was on the team for five years because I redshirted for one year. So I started in 2016. And yeah, I mean, we had a great team every year. It felt like Um, I came in with five girls. So that was really cool. We were a big class. Um, and yeah, we had different coaches at the time when we got our new coaches my second year. They're awesome. Sarah and Peachy are great and have really been able to build this program. And yeah, I'm just really excited to go to some matches in the spring and see where they can keep taking this team. Really nice. And how important was team culture on your team? Yeah, it's definitely something we emphasized, um, especially when Sarah and Peachy got here. We tried to have a theme each year and um, really just kind of bond as teammates and um, get as close as possible because that definitely leads to better performances and just like closer camaraderie and and things like that. And do you feel like you really were able to, by your senior year at least, create an environment where it was just support from everyone? Yeah, it's definitely difficult when there's 10 girls on a team. But no, we all got really close and were able to, uh, yeah, just be there for each other in in any way possible. And, and it was really cool to see the growth of the team during Sarah and Peachy's time here because they've done a really great job and I was happy to be a part of it. 
Well, you certainly were in, in a large leadership role. So would you be able to really talk about the the moment that catalyzed that leadership? I mean, I came in to UVA and Megan Kelly was on the team and she really had a leadership role from the second I was here, uh, even though she was only a sophomore because we didn't have many upperclassmen at the time and she really showed me the way, uh, showed me it wasn't easy and she helped me see that anyone could be a leader. I'm not a super outgoing, extroverted person um, and, and she showed me that it didn't matter as long as I was doing the right things and I was caring for people and I was being compassionate, then it didn't matter. Um, and so, yeah, she really took me under her wing for three, three years and, um, helped me grow as a person. And yeah, when she left, it was really time to step up and definitely a big jump for me, but one that I wouldn't be the person I am today if I hadn't done so. Well, you also certainly had a little bit more time than maybe you would have wanted to devote to leadership in, you know, in your time on the team. So could you talk about that as well? Yeah, at the end of my second year, I got diagnosed with a pretty serious back injury. Didn't think it was that serious at first and then sat in a doctor's office and listened to him tell me that I would probably never play tennis again. So having that potentially taken away from me was extremely scary and definitely prepared me for any obstacles I would face. But I sat out my third year, I couldn't play, and I had um, I had a spinal fusion and didn't know if I would ever play tennis again. So um, Sarah and Peachy, my coaches, my athletic trainer, Craig, they really encouraged me to find other things that I was passionate about. And I really just stumbled upon leadership. I mean, Megan was a big part of that, but also just trying to find ways to have an impact without being able to play tennis. Um, and that's really where it started. So I just, I read a bunch of books. I listened to a bunch of podcasts, uh, watched movies. I did whatever I could. I, I met with our sports psychologist to just to try and find ways to help myself. And yeah, it culminated in creating a book for my team that had some different um, strategies and resources in it. And then finally in a a small leadership academy uh, for my internship my last year, which was awesome um, and just an experience that I will never forget and I'm super grateful for. So something difficult definitely turned out to have a light at the end of the tunnel, which was really cool. Wow. Well, it's really admirable how you turn this obstacle into such a such a motivation for yourself, but also to create a motivation for the team to just bond together. And could you talk about this book that you created? It was basically a manual. So like any newcomer that would come into the team or, or anyone really would just have everything they needed in one place. So it had nutrition, it had scheduling things, it had the team schedule, it had recipes to make, it had, um, yeah, numbers of people if you needed this or yeah, just a little bit of everything. And it really was just a way for me to keep myself busy when I was sitting at practice, not being able to play tennis. I would work on the book and uh, occasionally pick up balls. And so that's really how it started. And yeah, it just ended up being something cool that I could give to my teammates. And how long were you sidelined for? After surgery, about six months, but before I, I took time off before surgery too. So about a year without playing tennis. Wow. And that could not have been easy. How did you maintain your mental health during this time? I had great teammates. Uh, I had great coaches uh, and a great um, athletic trainer. Luckily, I mean, I know it's not that for everyone. So very grateful for that. Um, but also just keeping myself 
busy. I mean, I, I definitely got pretty lucky stumbling upon leadership and just diving straight into it. Um, but yeah, I think just reminding myself that, um, if I didn't get to play tennis again, then I was going to have something else that was mine, you know, because tennis always felt like mine when I was on the court, nothing could bother me. And so trying to find something like that again was difficult, but that's where like leadership and all of that kind of came in. I just decided to throw everything I would be throwing into tennis into finding out who I am as a person um, and how to be a better leader. Um, because I think that started with a little bit of self-discovery first, um, my interest outside of tennis and who I am as a person, like my my strengths and my weaknesses and like my ability to be empathetic or something like that, you know, and just trying to work on those things really helped me and it's definitely going to hopefully continue to help me. So that was a really great, difficult, but good time of my life, I guess. So you didn't just get the surgery, but you came back and you had an incredible run. Could you tell me about that? I mean, I started the fall of 2019, just playing a couple tournaments. I had surgery the December of 2018. I had a pretty big win in the fall, which was a huge confidence boost. And then I went into the spring, I put a little too much pressure on myself and I had a pretty rough start, um, was not playing well, wasn't enjoying it because too much pressure. Um, I expected myself to be where I was before and wasn't great. Um, and then obviously COVID hit and so that season ended. Um, and I, I trained really hard in the summer. I just worked on my fitness. I didn't feel like I was as fit as I was before. So I prioritized that. And then when we started to be able to come back in the fall, uh, again, prioritizing my fitness, doing extra time in the gym. And uh, yeah, we didn't get to play tournaments in the fall, which was difficult. But then the spring came around and we were itching to go. I think that was one bonus of maybe the pandemic was everyone was itching to go. My teammates were itching to play tournaments. We were itching to get out there. So um, yeah, we had a great season in 2021. Um, we got to the round of 16 in NCAAs. Our first year, Emma Navarro won NCAAs, which was awesome to be there and see. Um, and, and her and I got to the semifinals of doubles, which was cool. So I ended my career as an All-American, which was always my goal and something I didn't think was possible after after getting surgery. So it was really cool to not just see myself accomplish goals, but be alongside my teammates to accomplish goals too. Well, your coach spoke so highly about you and your selflessness, and I can hear it even in your voice. I mean, right now, you were an All-American after major surgery. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Thank you. And how is your back now? Is it feeling better? Yeah, it's definitely even happier now that I don't lift a lot and run all the time and spend three hours on tennis court. So no, it's definitely been great. Yeah, I'm very happy I got the surgery in the end. So is tennis still a part of your life now? Um, Minimally. Uh, I haven't really played. I could probably count on one hand how many times I've played since I left. Um, But I play pickleball now. So that fills the competitive edge in me while I sit at desk the rest of the time. Um, so that's great. I love that. And am I correct in saying that you practice with a professional pickleball player? Yes. Her name is um, Megan Charity. She, well, she lives here, but she also played college tennis. So 
tennis definitely translates well into pickleball, but she's, no, I got so lucky. She's great and a lot of fun and, and we just both like to have fun with it. So that's so neat. And really moving forward and taking the lessons from on court now to off the court, how do you feel like that transition has been? Um, It's been difficult just because I, I'm sure, as you know, you're used to knowing everyone. You're used to being in a small, like tight knit community. And now I'm branching out and I'm trying to find people at work that I can know and and not seeing the same people every single day and kind of having to build my own schedule and, and not be told where to be when. But I think the lessons that tennis in general, but being a college student athlete teaches you is to work hard and be resilient. And um, those are definitely skills I'm going to keep taking with me. And I love learning and I love asking questions. And so those are things that I'm definitely going to keep with me and use and, and hopefully be able to keep growing with those. And what did you study at UVA? My undergrad degree was in sociology and I got a master of education applied developmental science um, my fifth year. And was the master's, was that a difficult year? It was heavy workload just because I had an internship too, but my days were more flexible. I didn't have class Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So that helped, but it made Tuesdays and Thursdays very difficult. So what was that like balancing the internship and then also playing? Uh, it wasn't awful just because my advisor was great. She was a student athlete herself, so that helped. And then Sarah and Peachy were great with letting me have a day off if I was stressed. They're really great about that with anyone, really. But the internship was, most of it for me was in the summer. I did a lot of the preparation in the summer before school started because I knew that it would be a lot in the season. So that was one bonus. But yeah, it was also just cool. The internship, I got to connect with other student athletes. And so that definitely helped me kind of reach outside of my comfort zone and, and get to know them, which was cool. Mm -hmm. And your team is led by two women, correct? Yes. And so what is that like having two female leaders on the court? Empowering, for sure. Yeah, my first year we had two men. And, and so then the transition to Sarah and Peachy was different. I never, I never even had a female tennis coach, really. Um, a mentor, maybe, but she was never my coach. So it was really cool to have them. And Sarah's awesome. She introduced me to a couple of the other female head coaches here at UVA. But we also have a female athletic director in Carla Williams, who is really great. Um, and, and someone I've been lucky to speak with a couple of times. So it's, they're both awesome. And it's very empowering to have the two of them alongside us and uh, showing us the way. That's really neat. And you are obviously a leader for many people, but mentoring the next generation of female athletes, is that something that you're looking to do in the future as well? We were lucky enough to have Carla Williams, I think I said. Um, and she was someone that spoke at Leadership Academy this past year and someone I got to kind of I don't know, I just really looked up to her. Um, I still do. And so it's really made me want to be an athletic director someday and, and kind of have that same impact that she's had on me, on someone else, even if it's just one other athlete. So that's really my goal now is to someday be able to do that and impact any athlete that's struggling or, or maybe is having to change their path or, yeah, even just loves leadership. That's so exciting. And what an incredible goal. That's That's really neat. And my alma mater, Brown, just had a new female athletic director come in. So wow. we now have a woman leading the Bears as well. And that's very so cool. exciting. Mm -hmm. So as we look to wrap up here, did your expectations change from, you know, kind of how you thought the team was going to be to how it actually was? Well, I think as a junior, I had no expectations because 
one coming from Canada, I'd never been to a college event. I didn't know too much about college tennis. I mean, more Canadians are coming to college now. And I was lucky that there were a bunch of really good Canadians that came to college right before me and Carol Zhao and Braden Schnur and Aaron Rotliff. So uh, they were, I looked up to them. Um, but I think I was pleasantly surprised with how amazing the team environment is or was on my team in college tennis. I mean, everyone was very close, uh, especially my first year because we all came in at the same time. And I was lucky that I was surrounded by that group of people because I think, yeah, looking back on it, I, I can't imagine it being any better than this because the team environment was something I thrived in. I mean, I was I played soccer and I loved that team aspect of things. And so getting that back in college was like the best thing for me. And, and I love cheering my teammates on. I was ex- I'm an extremely loud competitor, whether I'm playing or not. So probably pretty annoying to anyone that played us. But no, I mean, I really did love that that aspect of college tennis. And it's something that, yeah, I think the more the better, honestly. My name is Rosie Johansson, and I'm on the rise. This has been an episode of On the Rise, a tennis channel podcast in partnership with Behind the Racket and produced by Molly Scholson. Join us next time to continue our conversation about women's college tennis. This is Perry Shinen, On the Rise.